how can I make a difference? Right? Everybody wants to find their own way. And I, I would say this, always ask why. Why is it made like this? Why is it designed like this? Why does it have to be this way? And if you ask that question enough, the majority of the time, the answer is, I don't know. That's just the way it's always been done. If that's your answer, probably a better way to do it, a more efficient way to do it. Welcome to Coffee Break, the official podcast of The Break Report. Here we dive deep into the world of brake technology, bringing you exclusive interviews with industry leaders and insights into the companies shaping our future. Let's get started. Welcome, I'm Brian Hagman, and my guest today is Ryan Beal, Senior Vice President, Foundation Brakes Product Line at ZF. Thanks for joining me, Ryan. No problem. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so before we get started and talk about ZF and talk about braking, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your background. So can you share maybe an overview of maybe your journey so far with, with ZF? I started with uh, ZF about, I think it's been about 12 years now. Backgrounds primarily with ZF is in the quality area. So I came to ZF as the head of North American braking quality and then uh, took over global responsibility for global quality for braking. Then uh, ZF merged the braking and steering uh, divisions together. So I, I took the, the head of that division for braking and steering and then naturally progressed into the role I have today as the, the head of Foundation Brakes for ZF. When you started your, your career, did you always know you wanted to get into automotive transportation or did the industry just kind of find you? I think the industry found me. <laughs> I guess is the easiest way to say that. When I was in quality, I say nobody goes into quality, it kind of finds you. It's kind of hard to get out of that. I, I guess I, I moved. So I'm, I'm from a rural area, from a farm in southeastern Ohio. And out of college, I wanted to move far enough away where I didn't have to go back home on the weekends to put in hay or do any of the farm stuff. So moving up here, you know, just kind of got into automotive by accident more than anything else and and been in it uh, ever since now. Sure. I guess, yeah, being in Detroit area, it would be hard to uh, to stay away from automotive, I guess. Yep. So talk about your current role. What are some of your day-to-day responsibilities or what does what your, your current role entail? So I, I think it's it's different from day-to-day, but I, I guess what I'll say is uh, the primary objectives that I have um, that I have to keep in focus is ensuring our long-term strategies uh, are, are being met uh, on time from when we want them to. Monitoring our products in the launch process to ensure that any escalations that, that need to occur happen. Engaging with with my engineering teams on our product roadmap, uh, making sure things get through CV, DV, and PV when they're supposed to. And then working with my portfolio team on customer RFQs. Obviously, part of our strategy is I have a sales acquisition acquisition target that, that I've got to meet. So I've got to make sure that we're achieving that through the year. Uh, and then obviously, I have p and responsibility. So I've got to make sure that our, our OP the yearly plan is on target and, and meeting the objectives that uh, that we set for ourselves. So in your role, do you have responsibilities for any of the commercial vehicle side of the business or your primarily light vehicle braking? It, it's pa- passenger vehicle braking. Um, and I'll, I'll say it like this. Any vehicle that does not require a special license, some of these uh, transportation vans and things things along those lines, the foundation breaks for that as well. You're probably the perfect guest to ask this question for with your quality background, but clearly quality and performance are the main factors when developing brake systems. So how does how does ZF make sure or ensure that this is a stays a focus when developing brakes? I think it starts with engineering, obviously. Having the right processes is absolutely critical and key. If you don't have the right processes, you, you can't follow them. You gotta have good designs, good validation plans for that. And I think you know at, Z, at ZF, 
we really try to partner with all of our suppliers, bringing them in early on in the design phase. I mean, they're the experts in the components they're making, and we shouldn't be trying to dictate to them how to manufacture this or not. So keeping manufacturing feasibility in mind, bringing the suppliers, partnering with them through the entire phase so they truly understand what their parts are for, how they're used, um, and then listening to them. Obviously, getting their feedback is extremely important. And then having a very, very solid, sound launch process uh, that we do at NZF to ensure flawless execution. In the world of technology, you know, automotive industry is constantly innovating, evolving. How does ZF stay innovative, especially when it comes to braking? Let me back up and answer it, maybe explain a little bit first, and then it'll kind of flow through. But, you know, the evolution of mobility toward the software-defined vehicle and all it can bring, including the new functionalities that a brake-by-wire system can enable, means that the horizon we look at for longitudinal controls is at a new horizon. And I, and I mentioned brake-by-wire because when you, when you talk about innovative, you have to constantly evolve and with new technology being the, the forefront of what you're trying to do. Trying to be first and best the market. Um, but with foundation brakes, you know, the, the understanding of the physics of the vehicle in terms of why a wheel locks and slips on different road surfaces, how dynamic loads from driving, the different driving maneuvers can change uh, the load dynamics. Once, once you understand that, you know, the foundation brakes is the perfect area to confirm all of that through, you know, the validation testing and then obviously in real life vehicle testing on different road surfaces. But from an innovative standpoint, I'd say I set goals and obviously zero drag is a goal. You know, the Euro 7 emissions is another goal, continuously reducing brake noise. But the main goal is zero accidents. That's, that's the main goal that we have to have. And if we set those goals and we make advancements, that's where innovation comes from. You just mentioned Euro 7. So on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being top priority, like how much of a concern or, or how much are you focusing on Euro 7 and watching that from 1 to 10 on, on a scale? Uh, I'd say it's 10. I, there's, it's not concern. It's a, it's a priority. And, and I think it, it will become global. It's not just one region, one customer, they all seem to get on board. And it's the right thing to do. Let's let's start there. From a sustainability standpoint, it's the right thing to do. So it is in my top three focus from, from an en- engineering standpoint that, hey, we must achieve it. How are we going to test for it? How are we going to verify it? How are we going to validate it? And repeatability. Are you having to put a, a bunch or a lot more resources into this with the Euro 7 or is, or is it mainly just kind of something you were you're already going to focus on anyway with sustainability and some of your own your own internal goals at ZF? Uh, there's been resources that have been moved to it. I mean it's not a it's not a ton. I mean we've got a core engineering project around it. Primarily it's the OEMs. I mean they're they're system level responsible, right? So it's not just the pads themselves that are involved in the emissions. You know, you've got the road, you know, the rotor and the friction material interact. So I think the customers are really driving to understand how they're going to do it. And then obviously the friction suppliers. If they don't meet it, they're they're not going to be sourced. So for us it's a matter of how can we test it um, at a caliper level. And speaking of I guess products too, is there any is there any new technology, new products? Any any new developments that you're able to talk about today? First, you know, if you look at the global mega trends of elect- electrification and the software-defined be- vehicle, you know, requiring a brake system to work across different powertrain configurations, independent of the driver input to stop the vehicle, they got to be compatible with a central or a domain uh, ECU. 
the architecture for the command may not come from a dedicated braking ECU. Right now, we're in the process of developing multiple new brake-by-wire systems. Electromechanical brakes, EMB, as we call it, is a fully dry system. There is no longer a need for hydraulic circuitry or brake fluid. So we'll call that four-wheel EMB if the entire vehicle is is a dry system. You know, it's only going to utilize a, an electronic motor and smart actuator controls with a redundant circuit in the event of a primary circuit issue. We also are the leading provider of a one-box integrated brake controls. That is already a by-wire system that eliminates the vacuum need uh, within the vehicle. It puts all of the brake controls in the one, one unit itself. And we're currently developing a by-wire fault-tolerant version of IBC. So a wet, true wet brake by wire system. By offering either the wet IBC system or our EMB dry system, or a combination of both, a hybrid system where maybe the rear is is dry and the front is wet. I think we're we're able to cover the full full gamut of what the OEMs are going to be looking for because every every different every one of them has a different strategy for implementing brake by wire. But what I will say is we've got several customers with a planned SOP in 2026. So it's not that far away um, from when we're going to start seeing these true by wire, whether it's a dry, a hybrid, or a combination of a wet and dry. Yeah, it's amazing to hear you talk about products now when it's software, electric mechanical versus straight up just talking about pads, calipers, rotors, things like that. You know, with electric vehicles increasingly hitting the market, a lot of money being spent also on autonomous vehicles. How does that affect ZF as far as the business strategy or does it affect you guys at all? Are you already kind of there? You're already keeping up with it? I think it does. I mean, it's a, it's a really an exciting time to be in automotive right now. For ZF, it means the rethinking how we engineer what we're calling and what we have called vehicle motion controls. Uh, this has in turn led us to reorganize our chassis team. We consider our chassis business as one of our core competencies. We're already the leader in vehicle motion control technologies. You know, the next logical step for us is to bring those two divisions together. Our active safety, which includes braking and steering, and our car chassis division, uh, which has rear-wheel steering, active suspension, and bringing those together. By doing this, we're, we're following the demands of me- what, what the industry is asking for and many of our customers are asking for. Simple and effective streamlining of a chassis solution. That way they've got one point of contact and uh, that they can go to for their whole entire what we'll call VMC request and, and needs. So I want to get back to your talking about your, your career um, and your current role. So what, what has been maybe one of the biggest challenges you've had to face in this particular role and how did you get around it? Well, I, I guess it's just what I talked about is ZF, we are the number one leader of foundation brakes globally. Biggest challenge is navigating a strategy for the adoption of brake by wire, right? Because you look at foundation brakes, there isn't a whole lot of mechatronics or software that's involved in that. There is some with EPB and things along those lines. But, you know, the skill sets that are needed to transition to EMB, they're very different in the fact that, you know, you, you, you go from a 90% mechanical to, you know, now you need 40% software, 30% electromechanical, and, you know, you only need 30% of the mechanical. So trying to understand the adoption and how quickly brake by wire is coming. But I think we've got a good strategy that we can be fluid and adopt as quickly as we need to. Um, If you asked me a year ago, you know, hey, 
what is going to be the take rate in 2026 or 2028 for for true break by wire EMB? Uh, it was drastically different a year ago, and it was you know it's it's constantly changing every single month. Um, it's it's almost like hey, once one finds out, one customer finds out that hey, here's this customer A's plan for for break by wire, and now all of a sudden there's a rush to try to figure out and not be the um, but but again, I, I think we've got a good strategy that we can be fluid to adjust to those changes. Yeah, I was going to ask you. That was one of my my next questions. Was going to be what year? Like, what, what year do you predict, or what year do we think realistically break by wire will be like mass produced on new vehicles? You think it's within the next ten years? You think you think it's going to be later than that? I guess I'd have to back up and answer that differently. I mean, we we know we've confirmed that we have a ZF has SOPs in twenty twenty six for break by wire hmm. in two different regions of the world. So when do I think it's going to hit a take rate that, you know, is equivalent to traditional hydraulic foundation rates that we see today? I don't think that will be until mid 2030s. Mm. But I do think once an OEM does make the change, the, the value proposition for, for break by wire is, is far better than traditional hydraulic brakes. So it could, I mean, again, you asked me that question a year from now, probably going to be a different answer. Yeah, I get it. You know, I just asked about maybe some challenges. So what's been maybe any, uh, any victories, any achievements, milestones that you, that you're proud of that you want to talk about? If I look back, I would say it's our, the design and launch of our first by wire IBC integrated brake controls. You know, that was done with a global engineering team with global suppliers, um, global manuf- I mean, multiple manufacturing facilities in, in different regions, brand new technology, brand new design, and doing that in three years and SOPing at a very, very high volume. I, I, I take personal pride in, in being part of that because we really did at that time put new robust processes in place for some of these, you know, the new changes in mechatronic systems. And and I think that was an absolute success. And we're using it as a blueprint right now for, you know, how we're designing and how we're going to launch our our EMB, our our drive-by-wire system. Uh, So that was a it was a great global team effort, not only from you know engaging our suppliers, like I was telling you from the very beginning. How would you change this design? Is it manufacturing feasible? And then really getting them, you know, understanding the SFMEA, DFMEAs, and and really putting a solid design and manufacturing solution together it was an absolute success. Yeah, and from a from a talent perspective too, right? I mean, that's you know, doing something like that is a lot different than traditional brake development. Um, and I know you guys have been working on this for years, but was there, when you started a project like this, did you have to take a massive shift in in recruiting different types of talent or did you just develop your talent within and you just kind of learned as you went? I think the the talent was was already there, you know, within the company. I mean, we, we did brake controls from a standard slip control system. We did software. We had ECU manufacturing and, and design, you know, so from the PCPA standpoint, I would say that that, was all internally. Now, do we have to grow the team? Yeah. You had the core competencies for manufacturing, engineering. We're already there. So it's a matter of just bringing on additional talent, additional skill sets to grow that team in, in scope and size. So what, what advice would you give a young professional that's looking to start a career in the brake industry? Is there anything that, that, that stands out to you? And I, I do give this advice. And, and it's advice that I received 
when I was out of college. Because when I asked, well, how can I, how can I make a difference? I mean, everybody wants to you know, find their own way. How, how do you make, what, what do you, how, what do you do to make a difference? And I, I would say this, always ask why. Why is it made like this? Why is it designed like this? Why does it have to be this way? And if you ask that question enough, the majority of the time, the answer is, I don't know. That's just the way it's always been done. So if you get, if that's your answer, probably a better way to do it, a more efficient way to do it. And I think secondly, advice that I would give, you know, people that I mentor here is, is networking. Networking is, you know, when I first came out of college, ah, what do you mean networking? But automotive is a small world. And it doesn't matter. You know, I've run into people in, in Malaysia that, that I used to work with 15 years ago. Right. So, you know, that's that's a very, very important aspect of anyone's career. Those are two great pieces of advice and the networking. I definitely can agree on You know, both are great but network, networking for sure. A lot of folks, they uh, they take for granted early in their career. And it's, you know, it's later on in their career when they kind of finally realize that, uh, you know, all the connections they, they can make and advance their career. So no, that's, that's very good. So what about skill sets? Because the industry is way different and has evolved since you and I maybe started our careers in the industry, different skill sets, different technology, things like that. So what skills or skill sets do you think young professionals need to focus on now to be successful within the industry? I think I'll look at this maybe a little bit of a higher level. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the future of mobility as it relates to software-defined vehicles and how that relates to a brake system. But I personally think you have to have one foot in both the hardware side of it as well as the software side of it. You will always have brakes in a vehicle of some kind. Having a foot in both sides of hardware, understanding how it works, as well as understanding what direction the software is, is going. And understanding the software, period, is, is, a, you know, is a big portion that's difficult for a lot of people to grasp. And it took me a really long time and a lot of people to sit down and explain it to me, again, asking the why. Now, good point. The brake industry is probably not the first choice for many young professionals starting their career. In a company like ZF, you know, a huge company, global company, well-known name, any industry a leader. But I'm guessing you all even maybe at times find it challenging to recruit, retain some of the best talent in the industry. So what, what's been your approach or how are you guys taking on this challenge from the recruitment perspective? I'll, I'll answer it maybe a little bit different than how we recruit. And I'll answer it this way. When I think about attracting and retaining talent, it's about making sure that potential employees and our current employees from a retention standpoint are reminded of just how important their work is. Mm. You know, if you think about a family member, your your mom or dad, your kids, your friends, everyone rides or drives in a vehicle. And, you know, foundation brakes, that's pretty, pretty important. It's, 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 it's a safety product. I think everyone takes for granted that, hey, your vehicle stops. There's a lot more to it than just, you know, friction uh, material against the rotor to stop the vehicle. Um, we play a crucial role in ensuring safety and mobility and braking. So getting getting everyone to understand that because everyone wants a passion about something. They, like I said, they, they, they want to feel that, that what they're doing is, is making a difference, is making a change. Um, so, you know, the drive to innovate has a passion for sustainable solutions that make a real real difference in society today and into the future. And with our vision of next generation mobility, for, for us, it's more about not getting just from point A to point B, about purposeful innovation that connects people, ideas, and possibilities. As it, you know, as it relates to attracting talent, you know, the excitement about the future for each employee uh, is part of what 
what empowers our workforce, continue to transform mobility, generate new ideas, fresh ideas, and possibilities. Given the opportunity to work for a, for a global company like ZF, you know, from a attracting talent standpoint, with our huge breadth and depth experience, our different product lines. I mean, it's not just breaking that, that ZF is, that does. And be part of that new team to develop the new functionalities and safety technologies that will make mobility better. Again, the end goal is zero accidents. ZF's end goal, zero accidents. Before we wrap up here, I want to talk about ZF and, and where, where you guys are headed. You know, So where do you see ZF's break business heading, I don't know, next five or 10 years? still the world leader in brake systems, both from a mechanical and a software side of it. The future may look a little bit different. We may not provide a mechanical part, but we may provide the software portions of that. Um, it's still braking, but we're not maybe providing a hardware portion. Yeah, I was going to ask you what some of the areas, maybe the, the biggest area of growth. So you think it's more more on the software side, electrical versus hardware? I, I think it's electromechanical. From an area of growth, I mean, uh, it's a probably a great business to be in to be a motor supplier right now. Yeah. The, the number of smart actuators that, that are going in these vehicles, not just from the braking aspect of it, but from, you know, you look at chassis controls overall, that's a great area to be in. So I, I think the largest growth is going to be in electromechanical, but but as well software. Mm-hmm. You know, as you look at whether it's a central ECU or domain ECUs, they still require software. And there's always going to be some level of software changes with each new product that's developed. How do you envision the future of the brake, I guess, the brake industry? Is you think similar? I mean, do you have any, any insights or thoughts on where the, the, I guess, the industry as a whole is headed? Yeah, I mean, well, the need for stopping a vehicle is always going to be there. So you're you're always going to need a brake system, even with regenerative braking. The need for friction to stop a vehicle, whether that's humans are in control or it's software controlled, you still need a brake system utilizing friction. Uh, Like every other industry and component within a vehicle, we will evolve to meet the needs of what our customers and ultimately the end users are. Brakes aren't going anywhere, probably won't look like what we have today. Very good. Well, Ryan, it has been a pleasure. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you joining me. And hopefully we can uh, we can do this again sometime. I would love to. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This is Brian Hagman, host of Coffee Break. I want to give a big thank you to today's guest and to all of you for tuning in. Until next time, let's keep breaking stuff. <laughs>